Today, God has got a dream for you. He's got a calling in your life that some people are walking out, I know, really closely. But I want to teach you, begin a, a teaching series from the life of Joseph. If you've got a Bible, go to Genesis, go to chapter 37. We're going to read the first 11 verses in a few moments. But I'm going to make this statement right at the start, and I'm going to make it right at the end of my message. The dream, the purpose, the calling that God has for you Nobody can kill it. Nobody can take it away, only you. So, don't kill it, let's grow it. Let's walk in it. Are you ready to walk through Joseph's life with me? We'll just read the first part of his life for a few moments in Genesis chapter 37. Uh, the first 11 verses, follow along with me in your Bibles. Uh, make sure that you, you're checking out what I'm saying is real. Genesis chapter 37, verse 1. We're not going to go through the whole of Joseph's life because we're going to do a series on his life. We'll just do this first episode. Genesis 37, are you with me there? Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man, he was 17. He was tending his flocks with his brothers and the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, the, his father's wives. And he brought their father a bad report about them. Now, I just want you to uh, notice that uh, Jacob actually had four wives, and these were the two slave wives. So this family is a divided family. Now, uh, verse 3, now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age. And he made him an ornamental or an ornate robe. Some of you might hear it as the coat of many colors. Um, and when his brothers saw that his father loved him more than any of them, they hated him. And he couldn't, and they could not speak a kind word to him. Joseph had a dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream I've had. We were binding sheaves of grain out of the field. And when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves uh, gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he'd said. What a great family this is. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream. And this time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars were bowing down to me. And when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream that you've had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to you to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him and his father, however, just kept this matter in mind. Let's just hold it there in the first episode of this incredible life story of Joseph. My lesson today for you is that God does have a dream for you. I don't know whether you've ever been accused of trying too hard. No matter how you try with some people, 
They just don't accept you. We've come across in that our nation this week. And when you look back, I wonder if I could ask you the question. When you look back at how all that your parents, how they brought you up, I wonder if you would say they never made any mistakes at all, that they never did anything in your upbringing that you now have had to move past and leave behind. I wonder how many of us could say that. Have you ever been involved in a circumstance that's uh, beyond your control? Now, I'm talking really uh, obvious here because we're all in a pandemic. Have you ever been in a circumstance that's taken away your freedom? Well, I just want to mention lockdown just for one moment. I wonder if I could ask you the question, do you ever look back and think, I wish I'd never said that, or I wish I'd never shared that? And that goes for social media as well as the things that we say. Welcome to Joseph's world. Welcome to our world. Welcome to our lives. Joseph was caught in a family dynamic that was completely unusual. It was like a strange love triangle between his father, him, and his brothers. It's this unusual thing that his father favored him in a, in a really unhealthy way. It's horrible, isn't it, when you feel like you just can't get into somebody's heart and that no matter what you do, somebody else is the favorite. He didn't have to do the work that his brothers had to do. In fact, they were busy shepherding while he was busy watching and telling tales on them and giving a report. He was in a family of half-brothers. If you know the family history of, of uh, Jacob there, that he had uh, Leah and Rachel and then two slaves, uh, uh, two slave women as mothers in the family. So the family was a strange mix of where the youngest uh, Joseph and Benjamin were, were born to the one who Jacob really loved, and the, the rest were born to other mothers. And although they were all to get hung together, this was a strange dynamic as a family. He himself was a telltale. He just told bad reports on his brothers and, and then strutted around in a robe that showed that he had kingly status in his father's eyes. And the truth was, they hated each other. The truth about this family was that it was in discord, and we've certainly felt discord in our nation family. The truth was that there was not a good vibe at all, and you might be in a family where it's difficult. And added on top of all of this in Joseph's life, there was a famine looming on the horizon of the story that was going to overtake the whole world. That it would not leave out any part of the known world. There was a famine coming that would affect everybody. In this story, we see a teenager who wants to exercise his gift and his privilege way, way before it's time to exercise it. He was not afraid to say what was on his mind. And yet, even though his brothers didn't like him, he didn't have the grace to hold back and wait for a better time. He just wanted to speak it out, whether it was going to be received or not. What a situation we find ourselves in. And yet, he was right. 
actually what he was saying was real. It was God's dream. And that actually, if you go five chapters along in chapter 42, and if you go another chapter along in chapter 43, his brothers do bow down to him. And the family does have to be ruled by him. Because it was God's dream. You see, God calls us all from a mix of our own backgrounds and our own development at that time. He doesn't stop giving you a dream because things aren't perfect in your family. He doesn't stop giving you something as a calling because you yourself haven't yet developed. He doesn't stop pouring into your life the things that he wants you to eventually do just because circumstances right now are not right. I want to remind you of something in the New Testament in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Many of you may be able to even quote this off by heart, but doesn't it say this? And we know that in all things God works together for good to those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. You need to understand That God has put dreams and purpose and calling in your life despite the circumstances around you, despite the background you come from, despite any lack of development that you might feel that you need, God still has a dream for you. He still has purpose for you. So you can let somebody try and kill that dream. You can argue yourself out of that dream. You can allow somebody to stamp on that dream and and pull it apart, or you can grow yourself into it, but nevertheless, it's still God's dream. The only person who can kill your dream is you. So why don't we just understand how to grow into it? And today, my basic message is just four ideas of how you can grow more into your dream. Number one, let's grow into our dream today. Let's grow into God's calling today. Let's grow into God's purpose today. First of all, to understand how to do that, you need to understand that external factors and people and Uh, things around you have affected your gift that you're going to have to process and work through. There are things that have been placed on your life that you need to grow past in order for that calling to come out. Joseph had to grow past his own immaturity in the gift. He had to understand that he needed to become a a servant. The difference between Joseph here in the passage we've just read is he's watching other people working. Later on, we see that he becomes an example of how to work hard. He had to grow past that to bring out the real gift in him. You know, even Jesus had to grow And be able to uh, become all that God had called him to be. In fact, in Luke chapter 2 it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and men. It was a growth area. You see, your gift is not just about you and God. There'll be things on your life that need to be uncovered and worked through until the full uh, angle of that gift can come out. You have to grow through it. And the way to grow through it is through input that challenges you and, and 
output that channels you. Input that challenges you is things that make you think, things that make you grow and stretch, things that make you want to move forward. Input that challenges you, not just flicking from every dial and sampling every little bit of church, but an input that challenges you and helps you think and grow, and an output that challenges you, that focuses your effort, that you're not just helping a little bit here and there, but actually you get stuck into something and see it through. You see, that's what Josh and Corinne have done. They've given a a whole year and said, I've seen it through, and now an opportunity has come. That's what happens when you give an output that that channels you. The second thing that that comes uh, and that we can notice of how to grow and to walk into our gift is that your gift and your calling will have a direction of travel from within you to help others. That God will expand your gift so that you don't just use it in the church walls or in your family, that actually you'll be used wherever you are. The strongest use of Joseph's gifts later on in his life, and you know some of his life, is that when he was in a prison, when he was, when he was uh, working with Pharaoh. Right now, in this angle, in, in this episode, he's just telling a seed of his gift, and it's all about him and his his personal fulfillment. The direction of travel of our gifts moves from within us to go and serve others. In fact, the direction of travel of our gift is away from personal fulfillment into sacrificial service. It moves from being within us to blessing others. First Peter chapter 4 verse 10 says, each one of you should use whatever you've gift, whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in all of its various forms. That if you're going to grow into your gift, understand that your gift is going to start in you, but move towards serving others. Joseph's ability to hear dreams and to uh, interpret dreams moved from just being about him to blessing others and actually the saving of many lives. So if you want to grow your gift, start looking outwards with it. Start looking who you can bless with it. The third idea about God's dream in your life is that your gift needs the right timing to be fully received. At this time, You may know something that God's placed on your heart. But is it the right time to release it? Even Jesus came at the right time. You know that Galatians 4 verse 4 says, When the time had fully come, God sent his son to be born under a woman. Even Jesus, who is God himself, came at the right time. You can tell the right time when you get an opportunity and an invitation. Some of you are knocking at the door of opportunity, but there's been no invitation. Some of you have had invitation, but the opportunity isn't very good. But when invitation and opportunity come together, that's the right time to begin to release your gift. I wonder if you're frustrated today. I wonder if you've got something on your heart. You need to be patient. You need to wait for the right time. It's a great lesson in growing our gifts, not to just speak them out. Joseph here speaks it out, and it's not invited to speak it out. It isn't the opportunity for him to speak it out. He should have talked about it quietly and grow, grew that gift within his family in a servant-hearted manner. I wonder if you are trying to push your gift out too quickly and you need to wait for invitation and opportunity. 
Now, what I just want to say, and I want to say it clearly, when I say that things aren't the right time, and I'm not talking about the struggles we're in now about discrimination and things, it's always the right time to kick evil out of the way. And so I just want to send a clear message. I'm not saying in any way that we need to be patient about our struggles now. And the time is now to be able to move evil out of our society and even out of our hearts. So let's make sure that, that you understand I'm talking about the timing of your gift. Fourth thing about how to understand to grow into your gift is this. Do not allow pain however legitimate it, it is that you feel that pain, to block your ability to receive truth and to grow in truth. There was nothing that Joseph could have said to his brothers that they would have received because their attitude to him was so twisted and bitter. Look again at verse 4. It says, When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. They couldn't bring it to, from themselves to speak a word of kindness to him. His father, even though he was offended, look at verse 11, says his brothers were jealous of him, but his father kind of had the maturity to say, hang on, there might be something about this man. You have to be able to hear what God is saying, no matter which source it comes from. You have to keep enough love in your heart to be able to hear what God might want to say to you. So if you allow yourself to become embittered, if you allow yourself to become so enraged, even with legitimate rage, don't block the love out of your heart or, or make it so that God can't speak to you. Joseph's dream was going to be the saving of this family and eventually they would, they would know it. But they couldn't hear it because they were so embittered in their hearts. Don't allow agendas and bitterness to block out the real purpose of your life. There was nothing that Joseph could have said to make this any better. In Galatians 5 verses 6 and 7 it says this, for in Christ Jesus there is neither circumcision or uncircumcision. That doesn't have any value at all. The differences between people that, from the outside are not to be recognized scripturally. That has no value at all. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. You were running a good race, Paul says to the Galatians. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? You have to always keep your heart open to love, open to truth. So don't let anything block the voice of the Spirit in your life to receive. No matter how legitimate pain is. You remember the Black Eyed Peas? You remember that uh, group? It's the kind of, I don't know what they're doing today or how well they're doing. But I always, I love the song, Where Is The Love? The, and I'm not going to rap it for you because, you know, I don't want to uh, blow my credibility or uh, break the, the internet in any way. But it said this, but if you've only got love for your own race, then you're going to leave a space to, for others to discriminate. And to discriminate generates hate. And when you hate, you're bound to get irate. And madness is what you demonstrate. 
And that's exactly how, to hate, that how hate works and operates. Man, we've got to get it straight, set it straight. Take control of your mind and just meditate and let your soul just gravitate to the love so that the whole world can celebrate. Yo. And that's what I want to say to you today. In fact, in this song, they make love is God. And I want to say to you, God is love. And make sure that you leave enough room in your heart for God's love so that you can hear what he's saying so that he can bring his dreams, his plans, his calling into your life. The, the blocking of your soul needs to stop so that you can open up to the love of God. I wonder what the main truth that God wants to speak to you about right now. I wonder what it is. What is it about your life? What's, what's your foundation? What, what is that? You know, Joseph, he was called through a mix of a family situation. And his dream was not stopped. What an incredible year we've had from, from storms at the start of the year that Harry and Meghan have left the royal family, that Caroline Flack has committed suicide, Kobe and Chi-Chi have died in a helicopter flight, we've had storms, we've had flooding, we've got a worldwide pandemic, wow, and then we've had the George, George Floyd, and, and that's just been so tragic, man, we're only six months into the year, I wonder what can happen next, but what I want to say to you is this, that no matter what happens, God has a dream, a calling, and a purpose for you. And nothing can kill that dream, only you. And whether you decide to go for it or to block yourself out of it, we need to put our trust in God's providence. What providence means, it's God's protective care over all of our lives. Nobody goes home to be in heaven without God saying yes. So God's protective care, his providence over all of our lives. St. Augustine put it like this. Our past we should leave to the mercy of God. Our present we give to the love of God. And our future we leave to the providence of God. I'm going to ask the worship team just to come back. But listen, nothing can stop God's dream in your life. Because actually, amongst all the things that Joseph was going through and all his own immaturity, the dream was actually right. It was actually true what was being spoken. Nothing can stop the dream in God's life except you. Nothing can stop God's dream in your life except you. So why don't you just be brave today? Why don't you be bold in your mind? Why don't you open up in your heart? Why don't you open up in your spirit? Why don't you open up right now and say, God, I want to embrace the things you've got for me. I want to walk away from the fear. I want to walk away from all the inconsistency. Lord, I embrace the mix of my life. I know I'm not perfect, but God, I want your calling. I want your purpose. I want your dream. Because that's what God has for you. You see, you've got to get the right input. That dream isn't going to come about without the right input. You've got to serve and have some output. That dream isn't going to come about without the right output. You've got to be patient. 
You've got to wait for the right timing and God's dream won't be thwarted. Keep open to the truth. I wonder what the I wonder what truth lesson is this week. Hey, let me let me ask you to do something. Get a post-it note and write the the one truth that you need to obey this week and put it down on your fridge or on your mirror or where you do your makeup men or whatever you do, you know. Put a post-it note of the truth that God has for you. I want to say something to you. No racist can stop your dream. No far-right fascist can stop your dream. Nobody can stop the dream that God has for you. Only you. Nobody. Nothing going on in our nation. Nothing can stop what God wants to achieve in your life. So will you grow your gift and will you grow into that today? Will you open up and receive that? Because God's plan for your life will win out. I wonder if you could just raise your hand with me right now, wherever you're from. And in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just ask you to fill our lives with your purpose, your calling, your gift, and everything you have for us. Lord, you've placed some of these things in our lives already by a seed. And we now, in Jesus' name, want to accept them and say, God, I want to grow into them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.